hey, it's that time of year um, that it's coming to the end of school for the year. I don't know if we've got some families here that have got a student in year 12 finishing school or you are a student. Give us a wave if you're in that place. Yeah, yeah, year 12. It's the, it's uh, quite a crazy little time. You might have had your formals. Jeremy, you went to your daughter's formal last week and Lisa. And, uh, you know, about the dress, it's about the dress. It's about the finishing and, uh, you know, the heightened emotions when it comes to the end especially if it's your, well, if it's your eldest finishing for the first time or your youngest finishing for the last time, um, we're just thinking of you guys. We're praying for all of our Year 12 students, aren't we? Um, yeah, come on, church, come on. Yeah, we lift them up in prayer, all our Grade 12 students. I know um, our youth team are thinking about them because you're releasing them into young adults um, in the next month or two that actually graduate from youth, which they might have been in for six months or six years and now stepping into adulthood. So we're praying for you guys and all of your families as well. Uh, welcome online. Whoever's watching from wherever you are, it's great to have you with us this morning. And I know that God will speak to you through his word as we share this morning. Uh, my daughter, actually, she's in grade 10 and she did her work experience a couple of weeks ago. It's that, uh, you know, time where you're like, what are you going to do for the rest of your life? What's your career? What are you going to be? Uh, you just sort of have to make a decision of where do you want to do work experience? It's quite a difficult thing, but a lot of kids are just like, I don't know, I'll just go and work at the IGA or, you know, do work experience here, there or whatever. And uh, she did um, work experience at a wedding planner, which was quite a cool experience and got to go up and set up for a wedding on Dickie Beach and, you know, have this great fun time. Well, it reminded me of the work experience that I did when I was in grade 10 as a schoolie and I always knew that I wanted to be a nurse because I wanted to be a midwife so my parents arranged for me to do work experience with our GP in his doctor's surgery and so I went along for the week I was like thrilled I was like cool I get to hang out sitting on some appointments if they you know would let me and go into the operating theater for the first time because he was a GP that did yeah some of those surgeries as well I was thrilled this is my first time got, um, you know, all gowned up, gloved up, going to the theatre. It was this tiny little um, procedure um, called a plantar wart removal. I don't know <laughs> if you know what a plantar wart is, but it's like, basically it's a wart on your foot and it's really annoying and you should just get it removed. Well, there I was standing in the, in the theatre. Everyone's there, the surgeons and all the nurses, everyone around, and I'm just standing back out of the sterile zone, just having a look. I started getting all dizzy and faint, started going black. Here I am wanting to be a nurse. And I'm like looking at them cutting open the whatever, the foot. And <laughs> so I had to sit down. I got all clammy. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, I want to be a nurse. I can't even handle a plantar wart. Well, <laughs> I recovered, moved on, got over my embarrassment of that. The next day, they had a bigger operation. It was a removal of a prostate, which back in those days was the full abdomen removal. I'm not going to be all graphic. Don't worry. It's okay. <laughs> well, it was a breeze. It was a breeze. I was um, over my plan toward, you know, dizziness. And I was just like, this is fascinating. Have a look at that. Look into the human body. They literally opened it right up, took it out. And no, listen, God made the human body, all right? He made it. It's like, good. It is good. And I was just like, ah, oh, this fascination with the human body. Just like, ah, oh, I want to see what things do. I want to see how things work. I want to see how God's created us. And I just want to, you know, be a nurse. I want to be a nurse. I'm going to be able to handle this. So no problems. Got on it at, at, 
got, got through that and, of course, ended up becoming a nurse, um, being a midwife. And my favourite operations were the caesarean section operations where they remove the baby, take the baby out that way. And I was the baby catcher. And I was like the first, they just take the baby and put it in my arms. Like that is a great thing. That is like the first breath of life and I'm holding this baby. So it was like all worth it. Amazing. Uh, God is an incredible creator and the human body is so diverse. There's so many different parts of the human body that make up everything that it needs to do. It's just incredible. It's, we've got the brain functioning adequately, we hope. We've got the big toe. We've got the eyelashes. We've got the epidermis, which is the skin. All right, just in case that you're wondering. There's so much diversity. Everything is needed in our human body. Maybe even the appendix, although maybe we just don't know yet what it is for. They say it's like, you know, you can take it out, no worries, but maybe we just don't know yet. But everything is actually needed in our human body. And it's the same with the church body. We are a body of people. The Bible likens us as a church to the body of Christ. We are all part of one body, but all the parts make a whole. Have a look around. Is that a little scary? (laughs) No. Turn to your neighbour and say, aren't I the lucky one? (laughs) We get to be part of one body. I want to read to you a scripture in the Bible that talks about this. It's in 1 Corinthians. And I'm reading out of the Passion Translation this morning. 1 Corinthians 12 verse 12. Just as the human body is one, though it has many parts that together form one body, so too is Christ. For by one spirit, we all were immersed and mingled into one single body. That's us, the church. No matter our status, whether we are from Caloundra or Noosa, from Mulaney or Nambour, is that what it says? No, okay. Whether we are Jews or non-Jews, okay, we're all diverse, we're all oppressed or free, we're all privileged to drink deeply of the same Holy Spirit. Doesn't matter where we're from, doesn't matter our past, doesn't matter our background, we're all part of one body. In fact, the human body is not one single part, but rather many parts mingled into one. So if the foot were to say, since I'm not a hand, I'm not a part of the body, it's forgetting that it is still a vital part of the body. And if the ear were to say, since I'm not an eye, I'm not really a part of the body, it's forgetting that it is still an important part of the body. You are an important part of the body. I don't know if you know that. Maybe you're new, maybe you haven't, don't feel like you've found your fit, maybe you're not even sure this whole church one body thing, but I'm telling that you that you're an important part of the body of Christ. Verse 18, but God has carefully designed each member, that's us, and placed it in the body to function as he desires. We need each other. We totally need each other. A diversity is required. So it's good that we're different. We're some of us so different, right? You might even be married to someone who's so different than you. Hey, diversity is required. For if the body consisted of one single part, there wouldn't be a body at all. That would be weird. It's a bit like the Monsters, Inc., you know, where they're just like one blob. So now we see that there are many differing parts and functions, but one body. Okay, down to 24. Let me read. No, no, 25. Okay, God has done this intentionally so that every member would look after the others with mutual concern. So we're here as a family. And families, we look after each other. 
We love each other, the other parts of the body. That's what family is. That's what family does. We look after each other with mutual concern. And so that there'll be no division in the body. We don't like division, do we? Don't like it in our family. Don't like it in our relationships. We don't like it in our church. We need to stay connected. In that way, whatever happens to one member happens to all. If one suffers, everyone suffers. If one is honoured, everyone rejoices. You are the body of the anointed one and each of you is a unique and vital part of it. Isn't that great? What a great scripture. Each one of you is a unique and vital part of the body. God is here. God has mixed all of us together. He's brought us here into this place. We're different but we're here for each other. We're a particularly good-looking body, I would have to say. Our Kiwana Waters body, we're a particularly good-looking body, don't you reckon? We can all be a part of the body. How do we be a part of the body? In the first place, it's accepting Jesus into your heart. Like Jenna was talking about, she lived a life outside of that relationship with Jesus. She was separated from him. But once she invited Jesus into her heart and prayed a prayer of invitation, and just turning away from doing life her way, she came into a right relationship with God and into part of the body. Now she's a unique and vital part of this body, as are you. If you haven't got that relationship with Jesus Christ, you can. We'll pr- we'll be, I'll be inviting you to pray a prayer at the end of this service, inviting Jesus into your heart so that you can be in right relationship with him. It's so great news that we're together that we're not doing life alone. You know, in this life of technology and, you know, connection and devices everywhere, people have never felt so alone. You can be amongst a whole group of people but feel lonely. But here in our church, we have ones around about us to celebrate with us, to commiserate with us, to do life together. And that's why I'm calling today's message Better Together. Hashtag Better Together. I don't know if you've heard of that scripture in Ecclesiastes. Two are better than one. And this is not just marriage, okay, but it is towards marriage in life. One can put a 1,000 to flight, two can put 10,000 to flight. So that's way more increase, way more influence, way more impact, not just double, it's like exponentially huger, huger. We had our Real Men Conference last weekend and we had all these guys filling this place and passionately seeking God and pushing in and loving um, just God. And I love seeing that. People diverse, all ages, all backgrounds, being together and having this common um, purpose with life. And I saw a scripture, uh, a picture, sorry, of our guys as they were just like in worship. And there it is where they're just like arm in arm. And I just thought, ah, that is the body. That is the body all together, the body of Christ. We've got all these men of different ages, different backgrounds, different, you know, levels of Christianity as it were, and they're arm in arm. There's something so powerful about this. This is not doing life alone. This is doing life together and connected. I'm so proud of our men. They're so masculine, so masculine. (laughs) Oh, so masculine, yet not independent. They've still got a dependence on God. They're strong, but they're still open to God. This is what we need here in our culture, in our nation. We need men rising up and we're seeing that. We are better together. You know, we talk about being planted in a local church, being planted. What, is this, what does that mean, to be planted in your local church? The Bible talks about those who are planted in the house of God will flourish. Planting 
means making a commitment to your local church and saying, yeah, this is my church. I'm going to come to it regularly. I'm going to put it as a priority in my life. I'm going to attend it. I'm going to give into it. Teresa was talking about tithing into your local church. That's being planted in a church. It's connecting your body parts with others. (laughs) Sounds weird. (laughs) Oh, okay. That sounds a little too... um, physical okay I just mean it sort of like in this you know spirit oh no I don't I don't know (laughs) it means you see people regularly right you come to church you go to a group midweek so you get to know people you do life together you share with each other you pray for each other the bible is full of one another scriptures we referred to it earlier one another looking after one another I'll just read a few of them to you love one another honor one another live in harmony with one another Stop passing judgment on one another. Accept one another. Serve one another. Carry each other. Be patient with one another. Kind and compassionate. Forgiving one another. Encouraging and praying for one another. That's at one another care. That's a model of our care in our church. We're one another care. And, you, and that's, that happens through small groups. That happens because you're planted in the house of God. That happens because you're coming to church and it's a priority for you. How can you... Uh, do all of those things if you don't see each other there's so many things that vie for our attention in life so many busy things and demands but if we put a priority on being planted in the house of God that's where the flourishing comes from just like a human body every part is dependent on the other we need each other we need each other We need people to pray for us, to hug us, to encourage us. We need to be that person that prays for others, that hugs others, encourages others, all those things that I talked about. I don't know if you've ever been or seen those um, giant sequoia trees in Yosemite National Park. Uh, A few years ago, we went there as a family and we tracked through on a big RV and you have to go, if you go to the Yosemite National Park, you have to go to the giant sequoia tree section where they're the largest and tallest trees in the world. They're massive. They can grow to 100 metres high. They um, can live thousands of years and largely because they grow really close together, they're in... Um, California so right on the fault line there's earthquakes there's crazy storms that come through and yet they remain standing like you can drive a car through the trunk of these trees they're massive as they grow they used to do that they used to cut them out before all the tree people came along and said that's not good for trees cut a big hole in the trunk of it It would still grow around it and drive a tree through it Uh, but How do they stay? How do they survive? How do they stand? Because they grow close together. Then their roots are all knitted together. Underneath the surface, they're supporting each other. And that's what we can do for each other. There's storms that come in life. There's quakes that rock us, that shock us. But we can actually stay standing and stay strong if we're connected to each other with those roots underground because we're planted in the house of God. The Bible refers to them, says, The righteous will flourish like a palm tree and grow strong like the cedars of Lebanon. And the cedars of Lebanon have been likened to these redwood trees or these sequoia trees in uh, California. So getting alongside each other, developing relationship, getting to know each other, serving alongside each other. It's not that superficial, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. How's your week? Good. Yours? Good. That's not what we're talking about, okay? It's not that superficial. Yeah, I chatted to a lot of people this morning. It's actually like really caring, really loving, getting into people's words, sharing and being open with each other. We are family. 
I don't know if you uh, have watched um, The Block that's on TV at the moment. Uh, it's a, a renovation show. And in our holidays a couple of weeks ago, I put the TV on, started watching it. And I was like, this is fascinating. All of these couples, there's five couples, they're in Melbourne and they have to renovate an entire apartment and they compete in the auctions tonight. But uh, <laughs> there's a few people out there that have been watching it. Uh, and they work, um, they generally work as a team because they carry things up and down for each other. And it got to the last two weeks where they actually had to work together and do a, another whole apartment as, as a team. And one couple uh, throughout the series haven't so much, or it hasn't been portrayed in the media, that they have been working not well as a team in terms of with other people. They, uh, they ask for help all the time, but they don't necessarily give it. If they get a little bit of help, they never say thank you for it. They just have this expectation that whatever they need, someone else is going to give it, but they're not going to reciprocate. And in this last couple of weeks, uh, one of the other teams said they think they work as a team, but they don't even know what that means. And it's really hurt them. It's come back to bite them in the butt because they get to that last fortnight and the other teams are having a fat time and they're working together and they're just like got this camaraderie thing going on and these guys feel so isolated and just feel like they're a bit um, you know put to the side and we can be like that in our family we can in our family in our family or in our church family that we you know we sort of don't have that give and take reciprocation thing happening of course there's seasons in life where you're receiving more than you're giving and other times where you're giving more than you're receiving there's never a balance right it's not like this equal I give 50 I return I receive 50 whatever it doesn't work like that in marriage relationship either just FYI <laughs> accepting one another you know what if we have unity in our church God commands a blessing. The Bible says where there is unity, God commands a blessing and there's a power in that. We are better together. Earlier this year, I went along to uh, one of our small groups, uh, Beck Falinga, her parents' group, her mum's group, and shout out to Beck. She's just doing such a roaring job with our young mums, mums of little babies, loving on them. Uh, that someone has a, has a baby and all the meals are prepared for them and just brings the mums together for just a great time of connection, encouragement and fun. So thank you, Beck, for loving on our young mums. You're doing a brilliant job. Shout out. And uh, I went along because I, I was going, I really wanted to do a parenting course with some of these young mums. And uh, I've done it before and I've used the material. It's called a parenting toolbox and it's just brilliant in helping uh, mums of zero to six years old and they've got older ones as well. But I was remembering about uh, the different tools that are used in it to uh, just help you and help your children and put disciplines in your life, boundaries in for your children, writing family values. What about it is that you want to bring into your family, that you write a, a list of things in it. And uh, one of the tools that we use was in language. In our family, we do this, dot, dot, dot. In our family, we say thank you. Or in our family, we don't kick other kids or we don't bite other kids. You know, lots of things that you're using with little toddlers, okay? <laughs> and it's like positive things and negative things, but you're reinforcing. In our family, we celebrate Christmas because it's the birth of Christ. You know, so there's loads of different values that you can bring into it as well that's diff different to the way that other kids uh, that they hang around in our family. We don't swear. Okay, maybe they come home from preschool with a few colourful words. Okay, so you can bring all of that language into it. So I thought I'll go through a few of the things uh, with you today in our family. 
in our church family, we baptize people. That's what we're doing tonight. We believe in full immersion, a washing off of the old. It's a powerful experience. We do it in our church, in our family, not out in the beach or out in the river somewhere because it's baptizing people into our family, into the house of God. Tonight, it's your chance. As John mentioned, you can go out to the next step zone. Jesus got baptized, okay? So if Jesus had to do how much more so do we? Uh, yeah, as, as fleshly carnal sinners. <laughs> hey, we all need to do it. We need to get baptized. Uh, you can grab that little yellow card also. If you can't do it tonight, you can tick this yellow card and say, I want to be baptized maybe next time and tick that on there and say, okay, so in our family, we dedicate babies. We believe in the power of presenting children to God uh, when they're born or in their first few years. Little children, Jesus said, bring your little children to me so that I can invoke a blessing upon them. And we pray for them and we believe, again, it's into our church family. We're dedicating them into this church family to be planted, to carry that purpose and plan for their life. This is their wider family so that they know they're never alone. They're loved here. They're cared about here. They're hugged here and believed in, in our creator, in our kids. We are better together. If you haven't dedicated your baby or little one, we've got a baby dedication next month on November 25. You can go again to the next steps and put down, or you can do it online and register your interest on there. It's one of my favorite days of the year. In our family, we want to see everyone grow and become disciples of God. This is why we have growth tracks. We were talking about that a little earlier. To connect everyone into the life of our church, we want you to feel connected. We want you to feel a part of the family. Maybe it doesn't happen instantly. If you think you were adopted into a natural family, it's you know less likely to just be an instant click, an instant connection. It'll take a little bit of time just to, for each one to get to know each other and to see the idiosyncrasies and how it can best work together. But we want to give you an opportunity to become a member of our church to say, yeah, I want to be planted here. I want to make this my church home. Again, you can do that on the Hello Yellow card and put it in at Next Steps or any time if you're just like, yeah, I feel like God says be planted in this church. Then we want to know about it. We want to know so we can pray for you, so we can um, facilitate that one another care for you. And uh, so you can do that in our growth tracks, growth tracks, they're every single week in the life of our church. It's like a four-week series over week one, two, three, and four over the month. So week one is on the first week of the month. Week two is on the second. And it will be starting next Monday, Sunday. <laughs> Just checking, see if you, you're listening. When will it start? Next Sunday, it'll be in every single service in our church. So we'll be releasing after the worship. You can go and do the week one. It's all about the values of our church. And so you can say, yeah, I, want, I'm, I know where I'm being planted. I'm coming in. I know the history. I know our pastors. I can hear from them. We speak to you on a video. And you can say, yeah, I want to be part of this great family. Week two is about living your best life and about giving you an opportunity to join a group and to see, okay, how can I be a part of a smaller group in the life of our church? You can go to that in week two. And in week three, you're learning all about who you are 
and the gifts and the talents and the skills and the, um, the, the way that you're wired by doing uh, questionnaires. And in week four, you can see how you fit into the body and how you can help uh, become a part of our dream team uh, so that we can all serve in the house of God. So they're our growth tracks. You can do them consecutively or you can do them sort of like week one here, week two there, week three, whatever. Uh, but we would love everyone to attend them. It's just going to help us to know. Even if you've been around a long time, you're not going to know what they are until you do them. So it's hard to promote or tell someone that they should go to it unless you've actually been to you yourself. So we would encourage you to go to it, even if you feel like you don't necessarily need it for you. Do it for someone else in the family and take somebody with you. Everyone is needed in this family. You are needed. Everybody is needed. Your skill set, your personality, your way that you're wiring, your experience, your, your gifts. You are an important part of the body. The Bible, I was just reading it before, you are an important part of the body. You are unique and vital. Ever had, um, you know, a dinner in your home and you, you know, have a great time with your family and you're doing all, you've, you've sort of eaten all the dinner, it was wonderful and then it's like time to pack up, time to do the dishes and you've got that one person that says, I need to go to the toilet. <laughs> Anyone relate? <laughs> and they just disappear and they seem to take a long, long time after that dinner to go to the bathroom. They come back, most of it's done, right? Because there's just some excuses sometimes that it's just like, yeah, that doesn't work for me right now. Or, hey, we can make a lot of excuses not to be uh, involved or to be a part of the body or to be giving. We can make a lot of excuses. I know there's some valid ones, but it's, there's other things that it's like, I know God's saying today, it's time. It's time to move out of that spectator mode. It's time to move out of that place where you're just like others can do it or maybe I'm not needed or there's so many other people that are volunteering and serving, but I feel like God's stirring today to say, no, it's your time. It's your turn to step up. And there's loads of different things that you can be involved in and to get a part of. I was just having a look before at the volunteers form that we have out the back and maybe that you're not aware of how many different areas that you can serve in the Sunday services team the events team the kids and youth teams the creative teams there's multiple ones under these headings the midweek teams the connection teams the community teams there must be about like 40 teams on here there's so many different things can I tell you that you are unique you are vital and you are important part of the body of Jesus Christ we need you where we're going church we need everybody we need everybody. We're just uh, stepping into a new era for our church. We're stepping into a new way of doing things. God's given us a new wineskin for the new wine that he's pouring into us. And we're going to a place of enlargement, a place of growth, a place where we're going to see people come in streams to give their lives to Jesus Christ, see the transformation power. And we need everybody in our family, in our body to stand up and say, yeah, I'm all in. I'm a part of this. I want to be part of reaching the sunshine coast to grow in this church so that we can introduce people into the kingdom of God. Go on, give God a great hand this morning. Greater things than this will you do. Jesus said, get amongst it. We've got our dream team united party coming up in two weeks time. If you sign up now, you can come. Ah, 
Even if you haven't been yet put on a roster, but you sign up, you're invited and you can come. Just say, yes, I'm coming. Get amongst it. We're going to have a fun time. Oh, our dream to United time uh, on fire. I just love seeing so many people leaning in saying, yeah, I'm all in. I'm part of this. Okay, in our family, we encourage everyone to be part of a small group. Why do we have groups to connect people into the body? We know you will flourish. You get planted if you're part of a small group. You get encouraged or you bring encouragement. That's where the one another care happens. We've just got so many incredible groups. I wanted to just say Tony Sarich is doing a brilliant job in our men's. Oh, come on. The guys love getting together. They get a good feed. They get prayer. They get encouragement. And there's just so much love that comes from Tony. I just hear these guys, they're raving. They can't wait to get there. They want to be part of Tony Sarich's um, small group. So you're welcome to go if you're a man and uh, lean into into that because there is some great spiritual chats that happen in there that just brings life and there's prayer and encouragement in it. Uh, Alex Young is running a credible women's group. Give it up for Alex Young. <laughs> Friendships, the love, the support. And I was talking to some of her girls earlier. She's just saying the warmth that comes from Alex's leadership. She comes and she's organized. Everything's pre-planned and all um, the fun factor is high. And there's just a lot of love and a lot of good food and a lot of warmth and great support that comes out of Alex Young's Connect Group. So well done, Alex. We've got some amazing, amazing group leaders. Everybody needs to be planted. No one's exempt. I see Kirsty Matheson there um, next to you. You are like pointing to her. Uh, Kirsty, I've got a word from God for you, actually. And can you stand up for me? Because as I was praying into this message, I saw you. And it's um, that's cool that you're sitting next to Alex and you're like assistant to Alex in her connect group. But uh, I just felt like God wanted to encourage you today. And he just wants, first of all, to say how much he loves you and how much he's proud of you. And I can see that you probably are a little harsh on yourself and you might beat yourself up a little, you know, too much. And there might be things in your past that you sort of blame yourself for. But I just see that lifting off you today. I just see the love of God pouring into you. And as I was praying for you, I just saw something's shifting off you today. This, you're going to think differently about yourself because God is here. Just lift your arms to God tonight, this morning. The scripture that I got for you was, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So it's not in your own strength, but it's through God. He will strengthen you. And I have a sense that he's going to ask you to do something. And you're going to feel like, I can't do that. I don't have the strength to do that. But you'll, you'll remember this scripture and you'll hang on to it and you'll say, but I can. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So I pray for Kirsty today. I pray that you release that courage. I pray you release that strength and that grace that you pour into her. You take her to a different place, Lord Jesus, where she sees herself differently. Something shifts off her of the past. Oh God, that she receives the love of Christ, the acceptance. Oh God, Lord, that smile of Jesus on her life. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Come on, give Jesus a hand this morning. One last scripture as we come to a close. Ephesians 4.16, he says, He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. 
What a great picture of a healthy church. We're not perfect. Sometimes we look for the perfect church. We look for the perfect partner. We look for the perfect job. There's no such thing in this world. There's no perfect church. You won't find it. It doesn't exist. We're all in it. But if God has placed you in this church, be all in. Let me encourage you. This is a good church. It's a growing church. It's a healthy church. We are better together. You're an important part of the body. You are unique and vital and we need each other. Can we close our eyes just as we come to a close? I just want you to hear from God this morning. Maybe there's something that I've said that stirred you. I just want you to open your heart to God. If you're listening online too, you can just take this moment to hear from Him. Maybe God's stirring things up in you. Maybe you haven't been baptised and God wants you to be baptised. Just respond this morning. Just say, yes, God, I want to be obedient to you. Maybe you want to become a member of the church and just say, yeah, I want to be planted. Maybe you need to do the growth track and just start and say, okay, I'm all in. I'll just do this. Whatever it takes, I'll just head out there. And just be part of it and see what God God unfolds for me or for someone else through me. Maybe you need to join a group. Just head on out to the next step zone. Just say, yeah, I'm going to do it now. I've been holding off for a little while, but God's stirring something in me. I need to get part of a small group. Just hear the voice of God this morning. We just close our eyes so that there's no distractions around us and we can just, God, what do you want to say to me? How do you want me to take my next step? What is it? Maybe I need to get my little one dedicated. Maybe I need to step up and be a group leader. Maybe I'm already part of a group, but I I feel like God's saying I need to stir up my leadership. I can step into that. We need more group leaders. We're We're not at capacity. We want another 10 groups started by the end of the year. Maybe God's stirring something in you. Go, yeah, I can, I, could, I could maybe do that. Maybe I don't feel like I've got everything I need for it, but you don't need to. You can just step up into it. God meets you there for that. Just listen to the voice of God this morning. If you're hearing God say, I need to take a next step, would you just raise your hand? I just want to see the people that are uh, responding to him. Just put your hand in the air and say, yeah, I'm hearing God. Give me a prompt. I need to do something. Just put your hand up. Hands going up all over this place this morning. Yeah, that's good. It's just a statement to God of saying, yes, I need to do that. Who else just needs to say, yes, that's me. I need to take a next step. Just God's stirring something in me this morning. Just raise your hand as an acknowledgement to him. Awesome. Thank you, Jesus. God, I thank you that you're here with us. Oh, you're speaking to us. Lord, I pray that every person will feel that they're part of this family. God, that they'll take steps to be connected. Lord, that they'll know how vital and unique and important they are to this body of Christ. Oh, bless every person this morning, I pray. Amen. Amen. Awesome, guys. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming today, hearing the Word of God. It's a powerful truth. Remember, we're better together. We're better together. You're important. You're vital. You're needed. God bless you. Thank you, Teresa.